0: So welcome to Watford Matters with Dean Russell, I'm the Member of Parliament for Watford and I'm here today with someone who's incredibly well known across the Watford area, who's Nick Allen, who uh, runs My Local News. So uh, Nick, how are you?
1: Yeah, very well now Dean, um, on the on the uh, road to recovery after my uh, five-day visit to Watford General, but um, all, things, all things looking good at the moment.
0: Excellent, so yeah, and it was quite a blow when um, many of us heard about you having to go into Watford General, can you tell us a bit about it?
1: Um, yeah, it was it was um, quite protracted in a way. I mean, I came down with the um, with, a, with a bug or whatever I thought might have been a bug, um, ironically, on the night that Boris did his um, lockdown on the Monday night. And um, I stayed in bed pretty much for nine, ten days. Um, felt, you know, flu-like, i have been run over, lots of aches and pains, headache, um, sort of mild temperature, didn't have a sort of a burning temperature, and just didn't want to get out, just had no get-up-and-go about me at all, which is quite, you know... I against what I'm normally like, um, so it sort of it sort of completely um, sort of got me. But um, and I thought I was going to have the mild symptoms and be able to sort of them blow over. But um, unfortunately, on the ninth or tenth day, I'm not sure which one it was. I started getting breathless, and um, again, um, that man in me thought I can, I can battle this. I'll stay at home, blah 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 blah. But the next day, on the Friday, I, I was awful, uh, really struggling, really struggling to breathe any form of exertion. Um, had me really huffing and puffing. So um, a mate of mine sort of called me. Said you sound terrible. So you know, call, don't take any chances. Call the um, call nine nine nine. They obviously heard heard how I was and um, sent an ambulance out. And within thirty thirty five minutes, they were um, knocking knocking on my door. Obviously, then took me off to um, what for general. They they asked me not to be um, too stressed because they were going to put the blue light on because they the, the code with the blue lights or this the or the system is that um, if you blue lighted into Watford or any hospital, is you, you treat treated as an emergency, and they felt that I needed that treatment straight away. Otherwise, if they didn't blue light me, then they um, I'd be waiting in a queue, and they they obviously um, assessed that I needed um, treatment pretty quick. Uh, I've mentioned to a few people already before over the last week or so. The journey to Watford was quite harrowing. <laughs> <laughs> they were throwing the, they were throwing the ambulance around corners, a bits and pieces, which felt which, which felt a bit sort of alarming when you lying on a bed sort of thing. And I thought I was either gonna corona was going to get me or a fractured skull but um, they, knew, they knew what they were doing
0: I, I remember actually when my my sadly my father had a heart attack a few a few years ago and i remember going in the ambulance and it is it's the it, the sound and the environment in that ambulance is you know it's it's really scary and in that instance obviously i wasn't the one lying down so i can't even imagine it, you know. and yeah i think
1: it's, i think it's that very point you're lying down you're strapped in so any, any, I think any movement the, the vehicle makes is sort of over-exaggerated sort of thing. Like, do you know what I mean? But um, they got me there, you know, thankfully, in, 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 one, in one piece. Um, and then sort of straight, taken straight into the recess department, put on to um, oxygen very quickly. My oxygen levels were, were obviously too low. But the staff at the hospital, were, I just can't speak highly enough about them. They were just absolutely magnificent. That first 24 hours or so, probably 36 hours, I had a, a nurse you Know by my side, and I say, if she wasn't, you know, putting something in me or testing you know, them, sats or whatever, then she was holding my hand, and it was just really comforting when you haven't got family with you, and you know, you can't really get in touch with anyone at that particular point. Um, it just really, really was, really was comforting, and you know, that um, went a long way in making me sort of feel better, sort of psychologically, mm-hmm. um, in, in, a, in, in myself because you know, I'm quite a lively character. But I was—I I, couldn't—I was—I was trying to find the positives, and at that point, there weren't too many around. It's amazing,
0: um, isn't it? And I just think that you know the, you know the assumption is with nurses and doctors and anyone who works in a hospital, it's all about the the medical side. But actually, the compassion and the care—you know—sadly, my um, my uh, father-in-law passed away at Watford General a, a few years ago. It was incredibly harrowing. Um, but actually, the staff there were you know, ph- phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And, and it was the compassion and the love that came through. And it sounds like that was the same for you. 1000%. It was just
1: unbelievable. And, you know, um, the Thursday after I was released, you know, two days after I came out, um, I did the, you know, as I have done, um, the, the Thursday appreciation applause for, for the nurses. And I had tears, you know, rolling down my cheeks because it all came back to me quite quickly. And, um, you know, one, how, how how lucky I felt I was there. You know, to be mm. there to do the applause and to, you know, thinking about each and every one of those, the sort of nurses that sort of looked after me. It wasn't just the nurses; it was the cleaners, it was the catering, it was everyone that came to your bedside, was sympathetic, supportive, and you know, caring, and you felt it was also genuine. You didn't feel it was. It, it 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 was nothing but in you
0: know nothing but sincere yeah and what was it like so obviously you know we, we hear a lot on the news and you're a journalist yourself a very good one um so you know being in the in the middle of the story almost what was your sense of it within the hospital i mean you hear all these horror stories on on the news which i i hear as the mp you know in many cases you know in fact every case is isn't uh, what I'm hearing elsewhere, but but you know it must have been quite uh, you know being in the middle of it, it must have been quite tough. But also it'd be addressed to get your view on it. It was
1: it was it was it was harrowing because obviously you've got the fear, you've obviously got all the you know what you've heard in the media and obviously from the scientists and everyone else beforehand. So you know to, to be to have caught the bug is 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 fearful enough. I, I, I did take some comfort, a lot of comfort that because. Of, of of the nurses, you know, they're running around. It's all 90 miles an hour. It's a bit. It was a bit like Oxford Circus in there. Um, everything was. Every, they're, they're not walking. They're, it's all very brisk, and you know, mm-hmm. on to the next bed and on to the next bed. But you also felt confident. You know, they, they gave you that sort of that sort of feeling that everything was going to be okay. I, I was looking for my fellow patients in there at first to try and sort of you know do a nod, a nod or a wink or a smile or whatever. But I think everyone was really certainly in my early days in their, in their own zone about. You know, dealing with their own battles that they were that they were, they were dealing with. Sadly, the guy opposite me didn't make the first night, which was which was sad. And again, reinforced you know what you know where you were and what what was all, what was going on around you. I was talking to you know somebody today about you know my second day. I had a cough in there that was you know the worst forty minutes of my life. I coughed you know continually. For 40 minutes, you know your your lungs are obviously affected by this, but you feel your your chest and your lungs aren't connected, so you can't go in when you're coughing. You can't go into your lungs to get that extra air that you need to cough it out, if you like. So you're coughing very shallow, and it's just a continual cough, and you're gasping for breath at the same time. And that felt like you were being in the oxygen mask over your face. Felt like you were being sort of suffocated, if you like. You wanted to pull it off so you could cough more and help the cough, sort of thing. Like you know what I mean? So that was probably that was probably certainly one of my My darkest moments in there, sort of thing, like, you know, I mean, and it did from there, it it did get better, you know, Mm -hmm. the coughs were, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes or whatever. Going to the bathroom, the bathroom was 10 meters away from my bed, but it could well have been 10 miles because walking there was just a massive, massive challenge. Every footstep, I was huffing and puffing like a a 100 year old man. Mm -hmm. And then again, you incite the cough and and so forth. Um, But then, say, you know, day three, day four things started to things started to, you know, I started to get better, start feeling better in myself. Day four, they took me off the oxygen for you know half a day however long it was, just to see how I'd cope with it, see if my SATs would stay um, in a good place, which they which they did. Um, and then subsequently on day five, they come to ask me, did I want to go home? And I wasn't feeling great, if I'm honest with you, but they said you're off the oxygen, you know, you can deal with the rest of it at home. They gave me the confidence to deal with it. And that's what and that's what I did.
0: And in um, terms of the, the hospital itself, did you get sense that you know everyone had that, what they needed there? I mean, what was your your sense of the inside?
1: Everyone everyone was fully kitted with you know PPE. They had the long perspex and um, face masks on. They had they had everything they needed. I didn't see anyone um, without anything. So um, mm. they, they seemed to be in a good place. A, a slightly quirky moment Wolf, mm-hmm. was um, on the Saturday um, when when I heard that. Um, uh, Watford General was on lockdown because of a sort of an op- a technical problem with the oxygen. Yeah. I was thinking throughout the day with the mask on. When's am I going to stop? When is it going to stop? Something. Fortunately, <laughs> never did, and it was just a technical issue in the, uh, you know, the oxygen sort of side of it. Sort of yeah, like. it, was
0: the, it was the flow. I remember that day vividly as well, and we were we yeah, we were talking. I was talking regularly to the hospital and they I have to say they were amazing that day because a lot of it was to do with the flow and the volume of flow uh, for the oxygen with with the facilities there and they they in the space of a day managed to sort of make sure that everything was safe which it always was they assured me patient safety was absolutely key and obviously I knew you were in as well so it added an extra uh, weight of it as well and uh, you know I was updated by them brilliantly throughout the throughout the afternoon the, the first morning I think they were just getting on with which was really key um so once they were able to share what was happening it was a a relief to know what was happening and i know over the course of the week they got um additional support into make it the ability to have even more oxygen flow through but you know like a lot of people there was these stories of you know they'd run out of oxygen which was never the case because it's piped in. (laughs) Um, so, but I can imagine if you're inside and you've got that sort of rumor mill going, especially when it's not true, you, you don't know what's true or not, do you? So that must be, be very it scary. There was a bit of panic. Yeah, absolutely. And and so since then, how's how's the recovery going? And obviously, you've been out for a few days now.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been going fine. I mean, um, the, the, my doctor called me a couple of days ago, and he said to me, um, he, he just asked me how I was, but he did say to me about one pertinent thing. He said was um, one. Behave now as if you've never had it. So keep taking all, doing all the precautions you would if you hadn't had it. Don't be complacent. Don't think you're immune because there's no things like that. You obviously will have some antibodies, but um, just keep doing all the right things that you would do if you hadn't had it, which which um, was, I think was important for me to take on board. I am paranoid about all that stuff anyway, so but him, underpinning that was important. And two, sort of saying to me that, I, you know, I, I, I was going to the gym not, you know, before I went in and doing um, exercises and bits and pieces and he said, to get back to that level you were at as regards fitness, not that I'm fighting fit, but um, he said, well, it could take you up to six months because your lungs do get damaged from this. And it, it sometimes um, we're thinking it, it could be a recoverable damage to your lungs, the scarring and, and everything else. So he labored that point. But no, I've just been taking, I still get tired. So, you know, I was tired today. I think I overexerted myself doing stuff yesterday. And that's the thing to think that it is a slow progress back. You feel okay. I'm all good now, and I can carry on. And then you do things for two or three hours with everything. I feel shattered. Yeah. But as regards work, I've started working again now. The last few last few days, sort of sort out our leaking buckets at um, my news. We've managed to um, not furlough anyone, and that's our intention um, through the whole of this crisis, if we can touch touch wood. Journalists are essential workers, as 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 you know. We've managed to um, get all the magazines out. Um, we've broken down a lot of the rounds so the rounds are a lot smaller than they were before so our distributors are um, all gloved up they have their, sanit- their sanitizing spray so they spray their hands regularly cleaning gloves and so forth changing gloves and um, so when they're out they're only out for sort of an hour, hour and a half delivering magazines rather than three or four hours so we're complying with the exercising we've had important um, advertisements in there we've we've, we've been doing some of the government ones on um, on COVID and what people should be doing themselves. We've had your advice columns also, which is all very relevant with okay. what you're doing, and the support groups that um, you know, you're doing with yourself with One Vision, and um, obviously our very own one as well, we're doing a campaign um, all for one.
0: Yeah, that's fabulous. And I think the, um, you know, I I really have always been a supporter of uh, local press and local radio as well. And, uh, you know, I I really think there's such an important part of what you're doing, um, in terms of getting that news out there, because not everybody's got email, not everybody's got social media, not everyone's got access to the web. And actually, their main port of call or their main reference point actually will be uh, local uh, magazines and local papers and, and My Local News absolutely fits into that and so I was very pleased that you were able to make space for me to add in um, a column and, and add in advice into there so thank you. The, um, some of the magazines
1: have in fact become the COVID-19 times with, with <laughs> the stories. We've made a concerted effort to make sure they're as positive as they possibly can yeah. Some of the stories coming through from the communities has been, you know, fantastic. Um, I just signed off the um, the Abbot's News um, magazine today, which is going to print today and out next week. Um, but our front cover story on that is a lady in Abbot's who was planning to do the London Marathon um, and is now, you know, doing do, doing a Captain Tom and you know running four hundred times around her garden to make sure that she she does her twenty six miles and carries on getting her sponsorship. And uh, there's many a tale similar to that. And it's just so. I mean, the good thing about this, you know, what's come out of this crisis, has been some fantastic stories, and what people are doing in the community. And the real community spirit is alive and thriving. And and you know, as I'm talking about it, you know, my hairs on the back of my neck are standing Mm. up because it does make me feel that warm and and sort of you know a little bit emotional about it. You know, some of the things that you're reading about all these people you know music in the streets at night and singing all together and the zoom meetings and yeah and it's just it is fantastic so out of the dark clouds there is certainly a, you know a big sun shining as regards to that.
0: I oh, absolutely agree I mean I've been very fortunate to be out doing some volunteering uh, with various groups and obviously get updates from from many and get to see an awful lot and it's um it's just incredible and I think Watford in particular has a real sense of community. There's a load of interfaith work going on. I I speak to so many different groups and organisations. And the thing is, they just got on with it themselves. You know, it hasn't been a case of, um you know me having to call around saying could you help with this or could you do x y and z it's very much a case of everybody's getting on with it and i'm doing what i can to support them but i'm sure there's probably a lot of other things i've not even been made aware of that may be going on so uh, i would say to anyone listening to this please you know if you're doing stuff do let me know and i'll gladly uh, promote and share that including interviewing people like yourself nick on on this podcast um any final word nick to the to the uh, brilliant and brave, amazing staff at Watford General.
1: I just can't speak highly enough about them. Dean. just, it's just magnificent, and you know, I've got not one negative comment to come out of my time um, at, the, at, the, at the hospital. Um, you know, you know, the the, the food was okay. <laughs> I lost nine pounds over over over, <laughs> over, my, over my you know three weeks or whatever it was in total. Um, but that was not down to Not necessarily down to the hospital food. That's down to just losing your appetite completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, just absolutely fantastic. And you know, and I'm not—it's not slip service. It's genuine from the heart. Just being absolutely amazed with with them all. All they did right the way throughout, sort of thing. Like, do you know, what I mean, it just—and I mentioned something today. It certainly changed my perspective in life, um, where I've been very much all work, all work, all work. That's that definitely going to go. Um, that that dynamical change moving forward, where. I'm going to find more time for me, leisure, time with my children. Um, I've been, you know, them every day. They can't believe how much, how often they see me. You know, my grandchildren, which I had a new one born. Um, yeah. Congratulations! Yesterday, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure what she thought when she stuck her head out and thought, what world, what world she's coming into <laughs> right now. But uh, mum, mum, and baby are doing fine. So, uh, and a very, and a very proud granddad.
0: Oh, That's fabulous. It's so good to have such such wonderful news at the end of what must have been an incredibly tough few weeks, but I have to echo your comments for the staff at Watford general. They have been absolutely incredible and um, I applaud each and every one of them from the porters and the cleaners to the doctors, nurses and uh, clinicians. So, Thank you to all of them. Well, Nick, sorry nick are you can say one more thing
1: yeah, i was just going to say even to yourself dean i just want to say how well how well i think you've done through this crisis you've been very i've seen you everywhere on your on on, on facebook social media um you know obviously, you know stories in the observer and AMAG and on vibe radio i've listened to you and i just think you you've been very proactive very at the heart of it all in watford um, and i know you really really do care passionately about the town and everything you, everything you're doing i think is just magnificent so um, well well done you two.
0: Oh, thank you. That's really kind of you to say it's um, really appreciate that. You know, I just feel like I want to do the right thing, really. And I think that's um, I think that's the same for an awful lot of us and yourself included. So thank you so much. Well, I'll round up there on those wonderful words. Thank you. Um, I, you know, this has been Watford Matters with Dean Russell, MP for Watford. Uh, thanks so much to Nick and so wonderful to hear you in such good spirits after a few weeks of uh, a tough few weeks, to say the least. Um, if anybody is listening to this and is doing amazing work like Nick uh, across Watford, please do get in touch. We'd love to interview you and I'd love to share your stories as well. Um, but the main thing to to note, as I say in all of my uh, podcasts, is, you know, we will get through this. There will be an end to it. Uh, we will get back to uh, life as normal at some point in the, in the future. And I'm sure uh, we'll all work together to enable that to happen. So just remember the government guidelines especially when you've heard what Nick's gone through it makes it really brings it home how important it is to stay home protect the NHS and save lives thank you